Hey, Adam. No. Okay. I'm Adam Annis. And I'm Peter Martin. And you're listening to the You'll Hear It podcast. Daily jazz advice coming at you. I've always wanted to do that. Oh, man, you <laughs> shut me down. <laughs> Put me in my place. <laughs> no, I didn't mean anything by it, man. I was just, I was just testing, testing. Oh, I wanted you to meet somebody. Our new co-host, Mr. Andrew Kitchen, too. Starting tomorrow. <laughs> oh, I knew I was going to get fired from this eventually. All right. Uh, how you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? Good, good. It is uh, Friday. It is Friday. It's uh, I love a Friday. Yeah, what is Friday? Like, there's hump day, there's Monday, there's Friday. Friday's just... Friday, Friday. Yeah, it's when you get down. Freaky Friday. It's Freaky Friday. Okay, it's, good. Thank goodness it's Friday. It's, um, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's when the, gigs, when the gigs start paying real money. That's right. <laughs> right, the warm-up ones for the week. Um, been listening to anything interesting lately? Uh, yeah, man. I've been going deep on the podcast. How about you? Oh, like the You'll Hear It podcast or other ones? I don't listen to our own podcast. <laughs> oh, no. you don't? No. Okay. Um, <laughs> no, it's terrible. Actually, yeah. No, I have been too. I've been listening. Did I send you the the Switched on Pop? Yeah, I, I have been checking out Switched on Pop, man. That's super good. That's a nice Super one. good. So yeah. it's like a it's like a pop-themed podcast where they break down the production of pop songs. Right. Yeah. Yeah, It's it's been super. I mean, it's not as good as ours. Yeah. Well, okay. I mean, it's it's longer and, and more in depth. It's just different. Yeah. Well, it's fun to check different things out. So today we have, I believe, a question from one of our loyal listeners or part-time listeners. We don't know which. Yeah, this is uh, this is from Anthony. Anthony says, hi, Peter and Adam. This is Anthony coming at you from Brighton, UK. All right. All Man, right. we're big in the UK. Can we just... Are we gonna have to go on location to the UK? I to think do some we might episodes? have to do, yeah, maybe a, maybe a, a, a four hands gig at, at Pizza Express. That would be nice. <laughs> well, have you been to Brighton? That's down by the coast. You know yeah. about Brighton? Yeah, yeah. Nice yeah. little seaside town there. Awesome. Yeah. He says, uh, I play upright and electric bass, and I'm friendly with the piano. Not the I, <laughs> I like the way you put that, Anthony. I'm friendly. He didn't say friendly with the pianist. Just yeah. friendly with the piano. Yeah, yeah. I love the podcast and all the tips and info you provide. Maybe you could do a podcast on comping for bass solos. A lot yep. of pianists and guitarists, who I know, just stop playing in the bass solo. The drummer yep. is picking up brushes and the tune can lose intensity. <laughs> All the best. Keep up the good work, Anthony. You know what? This is a great point. Yes, this is something we spend time, you know, hopefully doing well, but as pianists, thinking about deciding and, and, and kind of trying to make decisions about what to do. And I think Anthony actually hit on some things that's always fun to start with, like not, what not to do, like yeah. you know, uh, picking up your brushes and you're not paying attention, attention and losing intensity, and that's too often done by the pianist, guitarist, and drummer, right? Absolutely, you've been building up this great rapport, this interaction on yeah. the piano solo, or if you're playing trio, yeah. you know, and you have all this energy, and then you yeah. end it, and then it just everybody stops playing, right? You know, and, and it's the, really unfair because usually the bassist is the main driver of all the interesting things I that know. have been happening up until that point. But there's a lot of great opportunity for interaction in the bass yeah. solo between the the bass and the drums, the 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 bass and the piano, the piano and the drums. I personally, yeah, I love comping for uh, the bass solos. In, in my trio, we have a great bass player named Bob Debu. Yeah, excellent soloist. Yes, and like. I look forward to his solos, which I never thought I'd say about him. <laughs> no, I do. I love comping for Bob because he it's like comping for a horn player, right? right? Like I know he's going to be there with us right. and he's going to help build and we can all do this together. And also Bob, I like comping for Bob because he's not afraid of like, uh, like I can get low on Bob. Like I can, you know what I mean? I can right. provide some bass and he's like cool with that. 
Right. So you you bust out a Michelle Obama trick. When they go high, we go low. <laughs> actually, oh, no, it's the other way around. Actually, <laughs> but no, it is true. When yeah. the bass player goes high, I'll I'll, I'll go low. Yeah. And sometimes if I don't know the bass player, I'm like, is kind of like, is this okay? <laughs> right. Because like, right. sometimes because some cats will get whatever, but. Uh, you know, we don't have the kind of, especially if they have an amp or they're through the system, whatever, we don't have the kind of timbre they have down exactly. there. We're a lot thinner down there. We are. So you're not going to, especially if they're up in thumb position or something like that, you're not going to really like blow them out. So this would come, I think, to the the first kind of uh, practice tactic or, or technique I can recommend, we can recommend, and that is learn the range of the bass. Learn the range on of the, the piano. Bass. Like Absolutely. understand which E it is the, and learn what the different strings are and kind of learn, like when they're up on the fingerboard on the D and the G string, where is that on the piano yeah so that you because you oftentimes for, first of all you don't have to always avoid it but you want to know where it is right and if you go low or if you go higher sometimes even outside of that i do outside all the time yeah, yeah. you don't have to be that far away from where they are yeah and, you know i've done a fair amount of comping behind christian mcbride which can be a challenge because he can get from the bottom to the top very like, quickly <laughs> i know right you know but you start to kind of learn like different like things they like to do and how they like to move around and you can almost anticipate and look sometimes you're a little bit in there but i think it's better to be to your point of like let's be interactive and supportive right. as opposed to sometimes everybody wants to be so um you know respectful like that that you pull the rug out from under yeah them. i just won't play at all yeah yeah, right? yeah, yeah 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 i think it's definitely that's a good point that it's definitely good to be aware of where the bass player is you don't always have to avoid them as you said yeah but I mean, in real life, like on the street, of course, <laughs> avoid the bass player, obviously. But the the whole the whole myth that like you can never go down below, especially during their solo, especially right. if they're playing melodically upper uh, high, like some punchy chords down there can really add a lot to there. Although, the great Ron Carter, pretty good bass player, yeah. famously told Stephen Scott uh, when he first played with him, he said, "See." that piano what's it called and he's like Steinway and Sons yeah. and he said see that S there yeah. he said you don't play below that <laughs> yeah I mean if Ron Carter says it do it for sure especially says it to you but this is what I'm saying like you, you get to know the player right and right. if they're cool with things I mean there are some drummers who like want you to comp during their solos yeah, yeah. you know what I mean and some drummers who I think would throw their cymbal at you if you did you right know? right right yeah and there's it's not necessarily a right or wrong but you have to be supportive in some way exactly. even if that's playing very little if that's the support they need um when I got a chance to play one time with Ray Brown when it came to his solo I was terrified what to do because I was already terrified what to do on any bass solo especially it's Ray Brown yeah and he's like walk walk I was like yeah I was like walk off stage what do you mean <laughs> I've heard this before that yeah. he encouraged his his pianist to walk a bass line for him yeah he wants to he loves bass lines that much like he wants that kind of support how much pressure were you under then <laughs> I know because you're like oh great I gotta walk a bass line in front of the greatest walking bass line and player ever yeah exactly yeah, yeah. didn't go well didn't go well, <laughs> Didn't go well. <laughs> but um that's but i think that's a special circumstance if the bass player says walk walk that's right but in general i, I w i'm not comfortable talk about that. mixed signals ron carter's like don't go below the ass you know yeah. ray brown's like walk <laughs> well but this is just this proves the point again that like uh you know getting to know the player first yeah. what well, they now, prefer you know what i have done and i think i might have even i might have done this with christian mcbride because i don't think we ever talked about it i'll sneak in a little like you can kind of start to walk a little bit and see how they react you know, if it's, I mean, first of all, if you're going to walk, definitely get out of their range and like really think about like the texture or whatever. But what I try to do now, I used to never do it unless Ray Brown said do it. Yeah. But I do it sometimes with any bass player if 
like I'm hearing it. Like if it feels like the moment needs it, because I really believe that the moment is the most important thing. Totally true. You know what I mean? Totally true. And I mean, that can piss off some bass players, but what my experience has been really good bass players are trying to hear the same thing. So they don't go in to the experience with like rules, hard and fast rules or anything. Yeah, and I think if you are true to the spirit of the moment, they understand that. Even if maybe not what they would normally prefer, they'd be like, okay, it was a thing that was happening. Now, you touched on a little bit at the beginning about interaction between the the piano and drums during a bass so I was thinking of one way the pianist and drummer can interact in a very effective way while getting out of the way of the bass player is just to share a drink at the bar away from the bandstand while the bass is soloing would that work out good that's a great way to accompany someone (laughs) I mean you could bring the bass player something back (laughs) exactly no but I've seen piano players and drummers that pretty much do that get up off stage or get up off their chairs or like he's talking about the brushes that's that's disrespectful first of all yeah it's like you're saying that unless you're unless you're friends (laughs) Then it's funny. <laughs> then it's funny. But I mean, the other thing is like the bass players, they, you know, there's all these jokes of like, you know, what happens during the bass solo, you know, whatever, everybody leaves. And, but I think that that often is the fault of the rest of the rhythm section, not supporting them. Because the thing is like the bass is that engine that really drives, you know, oftentimes, obviously bass and drums, but that bass line is always going. So as soon as they go away from that, it's not that you can't have the intensity, but you're not going to have the intensity from the actual bass line anymore. That's right. So, if the pianist and drummer gets so sparse and playing so quietly and without intensity, that makes it even worse. So you have to still play with intensity, even if you're not walking the bass line or anything. You have to, even softly, different range, you're thinking yeah. about all this, but rhythmically intense, just like the bass was playing before for you. Absolutely. That has to be maintained. And you can't expect the bass player to have to do it with their solo. They should be able to play with space and all these things too. Absolutely, and you, you need to listen to the bass solo. Number one. Number one, listen to the bass. No, but you know what yeah, I mean? Like sometimes absolutely. we just finished our solo. We reach down, yeah. get, a, get a glass of red wine, as I often do, and yeah. then you kind of space out for a minute, maybe check your phone. Don't do any of that. You do that? No, I don't do that. <laughs> but you have to be, just as, as you were, as they were listening to you, you have to listen to the solo. You have to interact in that way. Yeah. Some practical things as a, as a pianist and probably as a guitarist too is, you know, don't sleep on the different colors you have. Like, I'll often employ some of my solo piano voicings or, or techniques during the bass solo yeah. in, a, in, in a way that's maybe not low or maybe a little softer than I would. Kind of sustaining a little bit. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. Ma- creating some movement, giving him a groove because yeah. that's what they so often don't have. You make know? this shit sound good. What's, what's wrong with that, man? <laughs> it's not that hard. <laughs> it's a bass solo. Let's make it sound good. It's not that hard. Yeah. Um, well, good. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, Anthony, for the question. That's yeah, a great Anthony. question. I can't believe we haven't covered that here yet, but I don't think we have. I know we talked about, I remember talking about bassists and guitarists, you know, yeah. some techniques for, for, for being able to manipulate that, not manipulate, to, <laughs> to maneuver in that situation, I think yeah. is, is one thing. Yeah. Cool. Well, um, do we have any, I think we've had some uh, ratings and reviews lately. We haven't hit on that all week, so I feel have like we, we should. <laughs> I don't know. Should I go to my, uh, my alert that hits all of my devices immediately <laughs> as soon as anyone says anything about me? I think you have that one of those, uh, those uh, what do they call them, macro tools that as soon as we get a rating and review, it posts it to all your social media <laughs> yeah, accounts. Yeah, good or bad. It's, good just, or bad. it's me, 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 <laughs> me, 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 us. Okay, so uh, this is a review from Mike Mur- Mick Murphy. Mm-hmm. Wait, did we read this one already? I don't know. Oh. I look forward to hearing from Peter and Adam each day. Seven stars, one for each day of the week. No, that's new. That's great. Yeah, from January 23rd. That's Mick Murphy from the good old USA. And that's all we have. But we'd encourage you, if you're enjoying what you're hearing, and you glean a little bit of uh, knowledge or entertainment or just 
you know, useless banter in the background, whatever, uh, to leave us a uh, review and a rating at the location that you are listening to or watching this. That's a great word, glean. Glean. What do you glean from that? What do you glean from that? It's like, like, it's like learning, but it's <laughs> somehow more important. Well, you know what I like? It kind of sounds it's like clean. So it's like glean, but it's, you're getting it clean, too. <laughs> I love know? it, man. I yeah, love it. Cool. That's how we do it. All right. Well, until next time, you'll hear it. Glean. Glean.